Hello, my friends. It's Rach here with another episode of Ask Me. Ask Me Anything, or more specifically, another episode of Ask Rach. This is when I answer questions that came to me through the podcast hotline. The podcast hotline is essentially like an old school answering machine. So people call in from all over the world and ask me all kinds of stuff, how to handle a divorce, how to feel more comfortable with sex, how they can make friends in high school or dump the boyfriend that they know they shouldn't be with anymore at the end of college. I get a bit of everything. As always, if you are inspired by one of the questions that you hear or there's something that you're curious about, you can call in to 737-400-4626. 737-400-4626. That number is also in our show notes. You can call in and give us your details. You can call in anonymously. And now for the first time, uh, we're actually looking for people who would be willing to ask their question, but be considered for a chat with me where we record it and we share it with everybody else, even if that's anonymously. I just think there's so much nuance that I'm not able to get from a voicemail. So if you are interested in that, be sure and leave your number and your email address when you ask your question. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. But for today's purposes, I got a couple of good ones, and I choose these based on things I think will affect most of the listenership that you can hopefully see yourself in these questions or these answers. One of my favorite quotes is from C.S. Lewis which says, the most powerful words in the English language are me too. Because when we hear someone else tell their story, we see ourselves and we can get ideas, insights, wisdoms. We can see perspective we didn't see before. So I want to acknowledge these women for speaking their truth and allowing us to discuss it. And these are just my best pieces of advice. I'm just some chick on the internet. I'm not your therapist or a doctor or someone who knows you well, but this is the best that I could come up with based on the questions that I saw here in my little chart. Before I jump into the questions, I would just love to start with a little gratitude. Gratitude is a huge part of my life. It's a huge part of my work. I was asked recently you know, if there was only one piece of advice you could give people that you think would have the most profound effect on their life, what would it be? And it's hard to choose, but my answer is always going to be 
a gratitude practice to find 10 things every day that happened in the last 24 hours that you can feel grateful for. Because if they happen in the last 24 hours, it means that you have to be on the lookout for them. Like if you know you're going to have to write down 10 things later, you'll be conscious of looking for blessings. And when you switch your brain to looking for blessings, you find them. And suddenly your life is this gift of cute puppies that you got to see and a call from your grandma and a surprise cookie that you didn't expect. And it just becomes a more peaceful, joyful existence. It doesn't mean that life is always easy, but by changing our perspective of what we look for, we really can change the way that we go through the world, that we experience joy, and also that we attract more abundance, more positivity to our lives. So I would love to start with gratitude because I think there's something helpful about hearing other people's gratitude because it reminds you like, oh wait, that happened to me too. And I, I didn't even stop to feel grateful for it. So my gratitude today is tacos. It's tacos. I made tacos last night and they were delicious. I'm not, there was nothing special about them, but sometimes ground beef taco with all the spices, some onions, some garlic in a corn tortilla with a sharp shredded cheddar. Y'all, that just hits. Not always. I don't always have that. I usually will make like a taco bowl with the kids, but last night I was like, oh, I'm going to have a taco. It just was so good. And literally saying it, my mouth is watering. So I was sitting here, I'm doing, I'm batching podcast episodes today, and it's 10.30 in the morning, 10.30. And I'm doing an episode and my stomach is growling so loudly. I literally hope that if you heard that episode, you think it's thunder outside because my stomach was growling so loudly. And just so we're clear, I had eaten first breakfast, I'm like a hobbit, I ate first breakfast at 7.30 or 8, and it's 10.30, and my stomach's like, why haven't you fed me in 10 years? So I'm like, okay, I just got to get through this podcast, and I'm going to go make myself some food. And I went in the kitchen. The intention was to make eggs, make some spinach, do my thing, and my brain was like, oh, my word, you have tacos. And I think you and I both know that the best taco is a leftover taco. If you know, you know. They get better with time. So I sure did at 10.30 in the morning make myself two more tacos with guacamole and chips. I just, I was like, oh, I'm going. I am going strong. And it was so good. And I enjoyed every bite. And I just was so grateful for it. I don't know if you ever feel like that when you eat something that just hits the spot. Like it just satiates. So those tacos, they did it last night and again today. And it sounds silly, but that's going to come into play again in one of the questions that I answer. So let's dive in. Let's hear our first question and what she is curious about. Hi, my name is Christina. I am randomly doing this hotline because I've been listening to your podcast for as long as I can remember, Rachel. And you totally shape a lot of my influence. I am calling in because I just listened to your latest one. 
about hotline questions, and you were talking about self-sabotage. I've been also following you. I've just been finishing up with a run, hence being out of breath here. Um, and I've been learning a lot about hormonal depression and hormonal, all of the things hormonal. So my question for you is, is there a way to tell if what I'm doing is self-sabotage or if it's hormonal or if it's a mixture? And I assume there's probably not a way to tell, but I tell you what, it has been quite interesting learning a lot about, you know, I'm in my late thirties here and all of the issues that I've been going through more so recently have been, I would say hormonal. And I appreciate you more than you'll ever know for learning so much from that. And I just figured it was a pretty good question. Um, so anyways, hope to hear from you. Thanks. Love this question, Christina. And I actually think there is a really clear way to tell if something is self-sabotage or hormones. So if you guys have not listened to this episode, the conversation that Chris is referring to is something I did back in May. It's episode 289, and it's called The Hormone Doctor That Changed My Life. So I brought on my doctor and we talked about my journey with estrogen dominance and how my hormones were totally out of whack and how that was making me feel anxious, depressed, rageful, crazy mood swings, crazy bloating, all of this stuff. It was so life-changing for me. I have heard so many stories from y'all about how much that episode helped you. So if you have not listened, it's episode 289. That being said, I'm going to take this answer in a lot of different directions but let's go with the most obvious thing first. The way that you know if something is hormone for any reason is does this feeling show up cyclically? Cyclically means cycle. It means circle. It means next month around this time, will you feel this way again? That is usually the best indication that you can know that something is your hormones and not your mind. With people who menstruate, every single part of our life is affected by our hormones, period, full stop. This is not information we are taught. This is not something we are studying in school. This is absolutely the truth. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. 
transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We all know about circadian rhythms, right? That's what's happening in a 24-hour cycle. That's something we've all been taught to live by because this world was built by men. It was. Men have historically been in charge of everything. They've built everything. We know this. We're making great strides. We're doing all this thing. Not to say we women haven't been there and we haven't helped and we haven't, but the patriarchy is fucking real. Men are ruled by a 24-hour cycle, the circadian rhythm. This is when I wake up. This is when I have energy. This is when I have an energy slump. This is when I feel tired. This is when I go to sleep over and over and over and over again. That is how we all live and we don't think anything about it. Women have another cycle called the infradian rhythm, which is our bodies during the years that we are able to give birth, we have an infradian rhythm. We have a typically 28-day cycle that is ruling everything for us. But if you're not taught that this cycle exists, if you're not taught that at different times of the month, you are meant to feel different ways, there's a really specific time of the month where you have vitality, energy, life, you feel better about yourself, you're more outgoing, you want to talk to people. That's when your hormones, by the way, are ovulating. It's an animal thing. It's like an animal in nature when she's ready to mate her feathers are brighter. She's got more energy. She's doing all those things. It's the same for us. We have a different time of the month where we feel more withdrawn. We want to sort of go into a hibernation. We want to feel cozy. We want to feel protected or safe. We have low energy. It happens for all of us who menstruate every single month for as long as we menstruate But because nobody talks about it and because our society is built off circadian rhythms, we believe that we're supposed to be the same person every single day. Your brother, your dad, the man in your life, he, for the most part, same guy every single day. You will adjust and change multiple times in a given month. But if you don't know that that's real, you will think something's wrong with you. I know that you guys have experienced this because before I understood hormones, I didn't get this. I would sit down to write my book and there's nothing. This literally happened to me this morning. There's no, I don't have nothing. And not only do I not have anything, but the process of trying to make myself right, I feel so tired. I feel so sluggish. And the old way of me functioning would be go do a double shot of espresso, generate some fake energy, and get something down because you got to push. Because you know what, Rach? You you wrote plenty last week, and the week before, you had all the vibe, all the energy, all the wisdom, all of these things. And so the fact that you don't have it now, it's because you're lazy. That's how my brain works. Because I didn't understand that there would be times of the month where I had the ability to create and feel so in flow. And then I have times of the month where that's not possible for me. 
And forcing it is only going to create shitty work. I mean, please go listen to that episode. Please go read books on this topic. I love Period Power by Maisie Hill. I love In the Flow by Elisa Vitti. Just incredible wisdom out there for you to harness when it comes to your hormones. But I think the most powerful piece of information is that you are not the same person two weeks ago that you are today because your hormones are different. So today, because I've learned and grown so much, I sat down to write and I was like, I, nothing's coming. And my first instinct was go have espresso. And my second instinct was, oh, right, I'm about to start my period. I am totally in line. Don't ask me how. This is witchy powers. But my cycle is totally aligned with the moon. So my period comes on the full moon every month. And so I'm just moments away. And that means my energy is really low. That means things are happening hormonally for me. And I don't even fight it. I've just learned to accept it because I also have trust that spring's going to come again. I'm in the winter phase of my cycle. If I look at the month, I'm in winter. What follows winter? Always. Spring. Don't worry. I'm going to have two weeks, two and a half weeks where I am on fire. And actually, the goal is if you can set your life up around the infradian rhythm, if you can set your life up so that in those 16, 17 days where you've got all the energy, you'll actually produce three times the work as when you believe that you've got to do the same thing every single day, all month long. So the easiest way to know if something is hormonal versus self-sabotage is to track your feelings. I did it in my phone for about a year. You can do it in a journal. Just take stock. Day one of your cycle is the first day of your bleed. And it's just to know, because I didn't know this in the beginning, it's the first day of a significant bleed. I know for a lot of us, we might spot for a couple days before. The first day of a significant bleed is day one of your cycle. And so I would just track month of July, day one, day two, day three. And just quick note in the notes in my phone, feeling really sluggish today. My stomach was upset today. I had lower back pain right now. As I'm talking to you, I'm having cramps right now. And I kind of knew this, by the way. I just as a let's just back up for one second. What you are experiencing with this month's menses, with your period this month, is the result of the previous 30 days of stress. So we think that PMS, that cramps, that bloating, that crazy mood swings, we've been told that that's normal. It's not. Doctors call your cycle your fifth vital sign. For people who menstruate, it is the fifth vital sign. How that's reacting is a sign of what's going on in your body. And I knew, I knew that I was at risk for a little bit more of an uncomfortable period this month because I just finished tour. Because I finished a month of travel. I finished a year of working on this project. I finished massive adrenaline spikes because I would go on stage, I'd be on stage for two hours and then you go off stage and everything crashes and falls. And it just, I knew that there was a chance that I was going to be a bit crampy. I, I, I just knew it would affect me more. So I'm cramping right now, but 
this is not normal for me. I usually feel really good other than just having super low energy, crying easier. Oh my Lord, you guys. Ford and I watched, Ford's my 10-year-old, if you don't know that. He and I watched Coco last night. And I, every time I watch that movie, I'm like, I'm not going to cry this time. I know what's going to happen. I am fine. Yes, every time in the past, I've sobbed uncontrollably, but not this time. I've seen it. I know it's like a thing. And I thought I was fine. And the part, you know, where he's singing to Mama Coco at the end, Ford's crying, and he's like, I'm crying. I'm like, it's, yeah, of course, it's fine. This is beautiful. The moment that gets me every time, I mean, I lose my marbles is when Papa Hector gets to walk across the bridge for the first time. If you've seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. And Coco joins him, Mama Coco, and he's with his daughter, but she's an old woman. I lose my shit. I cry so uncontrollably at the idea that we are reconnected with the people that we love and that like she's old. I can't. I literally cannot. So I was already crying uncontrollably. And then it goes to the end. I don't know why I don't remember this part, but I did not remember the end where like all the spirits come back for Dia de los Muertos and they're all there like dancing and singing with their living relatives. I looked at Ford sobbing uncontrollably. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. But is this an extended version? Like I did not remember this moment. It was so beautiful. He's like, no, mom, this is the end of the movie. This is always the end of the movie. Oh, your girl. I, I went to hell in a handbasket. Like I could not get my life together. I do this thing when I'm crying really hard where I like put my face inside the collar of my shirt and then my shirt was, it was, oh, it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. It was so funny. But guess what? The moon, the full moon, she's real close. She's moments away. So there's a reason that I'm emotional. So if I was taking a note today, I'd say I'm cramping. I was really emotional last night. And I am very hungry. And if you look at what's going on in our bodies right before we get our period, your metabolism increases a ton. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. The week before your period, your metabolism increases, which like would be awesome. You'd be like, oh, awesome. I'm like burning all these extra calories. With the increase of your metabolism, you get hungrier. The reason this is happening is that your body is trying to prepare for just in case there's a baby. Your uterus every month is like, is there a baby? Is there a baby? Hey, is there a baby? It's trying to prepare itself. So you get super hungry right before your period because your body's like, hey, just in case there's a baby, let's make sure that we've got all the nutrients and calories and things that we need to keep this thing alive if there's a baby. The other thing that happens right before your period, just as a fun side note, is your immune system weakens. You are more likely to get sick right before your period happens. Why does your immune system weaken? Because it's like, well, if there's a baby, we don't want our immune system to attack it as a foreign invader. So we're going to lower our immune system. The female body, by the way, the female body is fucking magic. This is a beautiful powerhouse. Nobody is celebrating these in the books that we're reading when we're in school. We are incredible. Our bodies are incredible. And we have to stop thinking that something is wrong with our body when it is doing the most amazing thing. Sorry, side note. Back to this idea of hormones. If you keep track of your cycle, I think you're going to see, oh, every time this month, I get really mad. Every time I had this thing for years where at once a month, I wasn't paying attention to it as hormone. I just thought it was my life. I get so frustrated. I'd be like, nobody knows what they're doing nobody's supporting me. Like, I feel like I have to do everything. I get so upset. I'd spiral. I'd like do all these things. And then I'd be fine a couple of days later. And lo and behold, next month, who's that coming around the bend? Oh, it's my anxiety about being abandoned again. Like it was so ridiculous. And if I had only tracked it, I'd be like, oh, right. On the 14th of every month, this happens to me. It's really that literal. 
Like when your cycle's healthy, you can, I mean, it's like clockwork, the 17th of the month, the 21st. Ooh, you want to meet batshit crazy rage? Let's go ahead and hang out in, like 19th through the 21st. My boyfriend knows this too. I'll be like, oh, let's go. Let's make plans. Let's, you know, whatever. And he'll be like, um, we totally can, but just for what it's worth, that is the 20th day of your cycle. Because, I mean, God bless him. He has had to walk beside me or he has gotten to walk beside me through all of this work on my hormones. And so he knows as much about it and is as invested in it as I am. But the craziest most of us will ever feel during the entire month is sometime between the 19th through the 21st because that's when our hormones spike. Anyway, I'm getting off topic because I'm very passionate about this subject. Go listen to 289 of the podcast. My point is, if you keep track of your cycle, you'll probably be able to spot when these things show up. And you wouldn't think that emotional things or fear, anxiety, stuff like that would be your hormones, but it really is. And once you start to track it, you can see, oh, I'm actually not really regressing in this way. It's just that I always feel a little bit weird this time of month. That being said, I'm always a lot more hungry right before my period, but I didn't know that. I mean, I kind of knew that because it would be, you know, people would say, oh, PMS, you crave chocolate or whatever. And I don't really crave sweets or things like you see in the movie, I crave comfort food. I crave things that are like warm and dinners and like heavy, yummy stuff from my childhood. I really crave that stuff. I want the comfort of those dishes. But before I understood cycles, when I would get a really intense craving like for beef tacos with corn tortillas and sharp cheddar cheese, I would be like, no, we're not eating that. This was also before I learned about intuitive eating and whatever. But I would tell myself like, oh, that's not part of your normal diet. That's not what we're going to do. I would deny the craving. And you and I both know when you've got a real craving like that, it's not going away. What we end up doing is we try and eat a bunch of other stuff without eating the thing we've decided is quote unquote bad. We try and have like a bigger salad. We try and have more vegetables. Let's put some more seeds on this. Like we try and do all these stupid things. You end up taking in way more than if you had just eaten the thing you were craving. And because I didn't understand hormones, Christina, when I would eat tacos, when I would give in and eat tacos at 10.30 in the morning, I would assume that I had just self-sabotaged, right? That voice in the back of my head, see, we were doing so good and then you messed it up. You have no willpower. You can't stay strong. Or, man, I, I did so well. I worked out every day this month. And then all of a sudden your body just like doesn't have it. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm self-sabotaging. Like I, I blew a streak. I had worked out for 30 days in a row and I blew it because I'm self-sabotaging. Or your body's just tired or you're low energy. And when you learn to accept these things about yourself, holy crap. Number one, you feel better. You clear up space in your brain. You give yourself permission to be who you are. But the other incredible thing that happens is that you learn to lean into it. 
like a skier going downhill, you zig, you zag, you zig, you zag. You're literally, like the book says, you're in flow. You're in a flow state with your flow because you're working with what your body's capable of. You're pouring gasoline on the fire. When you've got energy, you're using it. You're vibrant. You're getting it all done, getting it all accomplished. When you're feeling low and low energy, that's when we're introspective, we're thoughtful. That's time for deep soul work. That's time for journaling and unpacking. Like essentially every single leader in this field who talks about the power of hormones talks about them with the word power. That if you actually lean into what each week of your cycle gives you, there's a superpower hidden in each one. And not only is there a superpower, but you also feel so much better. So I would have thought that my delicious tacos this morning were self-sabotage. And that self-sabotage would have made me, this is a Friday. So I would have done that and been like, all right, well, you just screwed the whole weekend. And I would have taken in like 10,000 calories this weekend binging because I was in a shame spiral. And now I'm like, oh, you're in the part of your cycle where you're craving this comfort, delicious food, which by the way, I made myself. I know everything that's in it. It's organic. It's good. And now I just enjoy it for what it is. I listened to that craving. I enjoyed the tacos and I'm good. I have no desire to now go eat a cake or a cookie or, or what I would have done in the past. I got exactly the satiation that I needed. No self-sabotage required. So my best advice is to track your cycle so you know the difference. Because self-sabotage is essentially fear-based. And that fear won't go away depending on what day of the month it is. Whereas hormones, which are probably the reason for a lot of the stuff that you're dealing with, Christina, those will show up in the same pattern every single month. And the only way for you to know is to track it. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. All right, now my next question. Hi, Rachel. Um, my name is Paula. I am uh, 43 years old. Sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm from Ontario, Canada. I'm not far from Toronto. Question is, I'm 43 years old. I've suffered with uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD, lots of trauma. I have three wonderful kids. I have an 18-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old daughter who has mild case of CP, and a wonderful son who's eight. My question is, how do you deal with everything, your own stuff, and then um, dealing with a daughter who's in university, another daughter who's just starting high school. I'm doing my own business uh, with pharmacy, plus I'm working full-time. Like, how do you manage everything 
on top of dealing with your own issues. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed and I've listened to your podcast. I even tried to get tickets to see you live, but unfortunately I couldn't. Yeah, so I would love to hear from you and love to get your ideas. Thank you and have a nice day. Thank you so much for this question, Paula, because it's so real and you're not the only one who wonders this kind of thing and who wonders how to take care of them and take care of you and you've got your own stuff and they have their things. And what's the answer? We only have so many hours in a day, so much energy to give. And as I discussed in the last conversation in this episode, also during the course of a month, the energy levels that we have and the ability to take care of ourselves or take care of others dissipates or grows. There's just a lot of factors here. So this is this is the advice. This is the answer, at least according to me. I'm sure someone else would give you a different piece of advice. But the first place, the foundation of everything is you take care of you. Period, full stop. You double down on taking care of yourself. Meaning, how are you doing with your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health? Do you need to go back to therapy? Do you need to find a different therapist? If you are taking medication, how are those working? Is it right? Are you taking supplements? Are you drinking water? Are you moving your body for 30 minutes every single day? Are you getting rid of relationships in your life that are sucking energy? Where in your life, Paula, do you have energy vampires? These are adults who are just sucking the life out of you so that the little bit of energy you have to take care of yourself and your kids is getting removed even more. Do the work on yourself. Make yourself strong and whole and healthy because if you are strong and whole and healthy, that is how you are going to be the best mama for them. That's how you're going to see clearly how to better help your daughter navigate her first year at university. That's how you're going to have a clear mind when making decision with your daughter who has CP and how you know, are the doctors she's working with, are they right for her? Do we need to find someone else? Like if you don't have mental clarity, how can you make any of those decisions effectively? How can you have the emotional understanding of whether or not your son feels like he's neglected right now? Because his big sisters have, you know, higher priority. And so maybe he feels a little left out. You have to hold space for a lot of information. And as parents, our priority is always the kids. And we will open a vein. We'll open an artery. We'll walk into traffic for these babies. And unfortunately, many of us do. And I don't mean that literally. I mean, emotionally, we will destroy ourselves in order to take care of them the way that we think we're supposed to. We will absolutely run ourselves ragged, deplete all of our system to show up for the babies. And I applaud you. Like as a mama, I applaud what this must feel like and how hard you're working and that you're doing the work on you while trying to help them navigate this life. 
but we'll get real lost in, okay, I got to make sure school pickup and the lunches and the this and the that, and we'll neglect ourselves and our health in order to make it happen. So what you have to do is prioritize yourself as the first thing on the list. Now, people hear this and they're like, well, that's selfish. No, it's not selfish. I have not met a parent yet who, when they try and prioritize themselves, uses that time to go drink in Vegas this weekend. They don't prioritize themselves and decide to stay at home all day and sleep and eat bonbons. When they prioritize themselves, they're like, okay, I'm committing to, I'm going to sign up for a 5K just so I have a reason to move my body every day while I'm training for something. And hey, maybe I'll get the kids involved and we'll make this a family thing. We'll do it together. When they prioritize themselves, they say, you know what? I'm sorry. I cannot be room mom this year because I have a very specific window from two to three where I'm able to go see my therapist. And if I don't cancel being a room mom, I'll use that hour to go work in the room with your teacher. Prioritizing means that you say no to the things that do not align with you taking care of yourself, which is really hard. Our kids aren't always going to understand that. But this is also an incredible opportunity to teach them now what it looks like to take care of themselves. Your daughter's 18. God, I wish I'd known this at 18. I wish I'd known that I could say no to other people's agendas because I didn't want to go to that party. I didn't want to do that thing. I I wanted to be at home reading a book. I wanted to go take that class on a weekend because I was a nerd and I love to learn. I wanted to do that stuff, but I didn't know that I could disappoint someone else in order to be true to myself. So you have this opportunity not only to take care of you, but also to emulate for them what it looks like to practice this. But nothing is going to make your family stronger than you becoming stronger. Period. Full stop. I want to honor every daddy out there who is helping to raise up a family. But I'm a I'm a woman and you know I love me some women, so I'm just going to say nothing is more powerful for a family, a community, a world than women being healthy and strong. So it's very easy to feel overwhelmed when you look at the to-do list that is yours and three other human beings. But when you can simplify, when you can ask, like I said earlier, what are the parts and pieces that you need to shift? What needs to go away? What shouldn't be here? What do you need to say no to so that you can say yes to yourself? You don't have to do everything at once. Start with one thing. What, what's one thing you could do? Could you take a walk every day? I don't know how cold it is in Canada right now. feels like it's probably getting a bit nippy. But you put on your, your winter coat and you go for a walk every day. It's simple. And I know it's not the answer to everything, but it's a freaking start. Hey, I'm taking 30 minutes for me. I'm going to go listen to my favorite podcast. I'm going to go listen to my favorite song. I'm going to go listen to affirmations that remind me that I am worthy of care. I'm worthy of love. I am doing the work. I am on the road to healing. I am becoming better. Go spend some time in that. That is how you help the babies. And also that intentionality will require you to slow down and the slowing down will help with the overwhelm. 
You don't have to go that fast. You don't have to take it all on. This life is long, y'all. By the grace of God, you're going to live a long life. I'm about to be 40. I know you guys are like, stop talking about it. But I'm real excited about my 40s, guys. I'm about to be 40. And I'm going to plan to live to be 100. I'm just going to call that shot. I'm going to be 100 years old. That feels very possible, especially with the way things are going. So if I plan to be 100, I got 60 years left. That means I'm not even halfway through my life. I'm not even halfway. Life is long. You don't have to have every answer now. You don't have to figure it all out now. I know it's so easy to be overwhelmed when our kids are struggling with something. It's so easy. But we can't fix everything in this exact moment. As much as the teacher would like it, the school principal would really like your kid to stop. You're like, I know, we are working on it. Every day we're working on it. Sorry, his frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. <laughs> like impulse control is still a thing. Like we would like it to all be fast, but we're dealing with little humans. So it doesn't go fast. Nothing that's lasting, nothing that's effective, nothing that's permanent is going to be accomplished today. So take it one day at a time. Slow down. Only do the things that align with your values, not the other moms at school, not what your in-laws think you should do, not what your parents think you should do, not what the internet thinks you should do. How can I raise this family in a way that aligns with my values and allows me to first take care of myself so that I can then take care of these kids. That's my best advice. If you guys have a question like these ladies did, I hope you will call into the hotline. It's 737-400-4626. And if you're still here, please subscribe. If you're hanging out this much, please subscribe to the podcast. It's the best thing you can do for any podcast host is to subscribe so you never miss an episode. It also really supports the show. I'll be back soon with more conversation. Until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.